In a world that can be challenging, and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level, so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up, that by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Listeners, I have been so thrilled at the letters that I've been receiving. Thank you for watching our new film, When Sparks Ignite, on Plex Network on the More You channel. Continuing in July and through August, we are premiering at 8 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. So we are available other times. You can watch When Sparks Ignite. It's a movie about really how we are facing difficult and challenging times and how those can become the match point that ignites something within us that becomes our gift to the world. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. I have two very special guests, Dr. Barbara and Michael Grossman, and they are both one of them. Barbara is a psychologist and Michael is an MD and a board-certified family physician. They have an amazing book, The Marriage Map, The Road to Transforming Your Marriage. I love this title, um, The Road to Transforming Your Marriage from Ordeal to Adventure. So welcome, Barbara and Michael. Nice to be here. Thank you. Well, so tell me a little bit about your own love story. I'm always interested when I've had different people that are really making a difference with couples. I'm always curious about your love story. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, what I usually say about our love story is that we've had three marriages together, my wife and I. We've been married now 50 years. The first 10 years, we were 20 and 21 first 10 years was a quite a, a wonderful marriage. I loved that marriage and we did whatever I thought was right. And Barb was very accommodating. The second marriage was about six years of great difficulty where Barbara was not accommodating. She had her own ideas of how things should be. And it was really, really difficult. And we went on a big process of trying to find things that would help our marriage. And at that point, counseling wasn't very helpful. Counselors back then were not good in, in dealing with relationship issues. It was, it was the beginning of family therapy. So it was a, a very early stage in the profession. Yeah. And but we did find mentors and we went on many courses and classes. And out of that, we changed the way we related to each other. We learned all kinds of skills and we grew and developed. And now we love sharing that process of how it is you can grow and develop in a relationship. 
I love that it, your relationship has taken on all these different incarnations. I think when we have a lifetime partner, it can't just be short term because that's why people bail, right? They, they are like, oh, this, this works, but the moment it gets difficult, they're ready to get out. And so Barbara, what was that like for you when you began to say, Hey, I'd, I'd like to do things differently. I'd like to discover myself. Well, it was confusing. No one was talking really uh, about um, uh, the evolution of personality over time, the developmental stages. And so it was, it was extremely confusing as a, as a young person who had lot, I had lots of great interests, but I didn't have a clear picture of how I was going to deliver on those interests. I thought I wanted to be a professor and I, then I didn't like doing that when I tried it. So I was undefined um, uh, as a personality and I was a, a mom and a caregiver and a very accommodating person. And then when I realized I couldn't do that anymore and I started taking myself seriously and focusing on my goals and aspirations, yeah, I became a more defined person. I became more, um, my confidence improved. And, and so that it became an, uh, it, it created a natural power struggle of who's right and what direction do we go in. And I, I don't think our story is different from other people's story. If you're, uh, I call those kind of people who are focused and have um, goals and aspirations and have connected their goals to their own um, you know, internal sense of values. I call those kind of people warriors. And uh, I think your audience is full of warriors. And um, so it's, this is a hard time for relationship. Um, the romantic sweet times go quickly. And then what you're left with was, is two people who are very, very confident and know what they want. And it's, it's tough for them. And so we believe, um, and there's other stages as well, we can go, uh, go on with that, but uh, we believe that um, you need skills to get through that. Um, and the natural position of a warrior is that I'm right. And why, no, why negotiate, you know? Uh, but you, you need to learn to listen really deeply. You need to learn to, that there are ways to nuance and, and have things work for the both of you. There's lots of, of you know, shifts and nuances in relationship that have to occur. And it's, um, you know, as a marriage counselor, I can say a lot of couples break down at that time and it's not necessary. And so we teach skills. We borrow the skills from the later stages and we teach them to people so that they can use them, even though they're not yet developmentally there, but they can use them so that their bride is smooth through that tough warrior time. Yeah. I, you know, as you're saying that, it, it reminds me of when I was understanding that when we first come together, we kind of have this couple identity that we form. And that can be just this really wonderful and rich time. And it's like, oh, us against the world. And we can really get into our own magical world. And then eventually, no matter what, it seems like the couple begins to individuate. Yes. And that's oftentimes when the couple goes into crisis, because it's how do I maintain, you know, my, my couple identity with my own when I really want to individuate? So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like and what skills you all have developed or found that are really helpful through that stage. When we talk about three secrets to falling in love forever. So secret one is what we're talking about now. You don't expect a smooth ride in a romantic partnership. It's not going to happen. 
if you're in a relationship for a long period of time, it's not going to happen because both of you are going to change so much. And we have a map of those changes. That's what we talk about in the book, the marriage map. We, we go through those changes and let people know what to expect and, and, and how it feels to go through those changes. So that's secret number one. Secret number two is if you're not listening to your partner without interrupting, then you're not really listening. And we teach those skills both in our, well, we have a class that we run for two hour sessions where we have the couple work and practice. And we often do it on zoom where you practice with each other, how to listen without interrupting. And it's not easy. It's a real learning process, like learning to ice skate or play basketball. It takes time because you always want to interact or give feedback or say something wasn't like that or give them advice. And so we, 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 we give people those skills, how to listen, a very important skill. The third secret is don't expect your partner who has changed so much from when you first met them to naturally and intuitively know what it is you want and what it is you like. Because whatever you were five or 10 years ago, you're different now. And they don't read your mind. You have to make requests of your partner. And we teach partners how to make requests nicely and how to interact with the whole request process. So it works for both of you to keep learning what makes each other happy. And that creates romance when you, when you can do that and thank them and appreciate them and, and, um, and create these, these uh, ways of interrelating, just like you did when you were courting, but now you have to do it consciously to more defined personality. Well, and I find that doing that quote unquote work is actually the only game in town because it's either you're, you're working on disagreeing with each other or you're learning how do we communicate? You know, I want to work on how do I communicate? And oftentimes, I don't know if you all hear this. I'm a psychotherapist as well. I oftentimes hear, you know, gosh, being in marriage is tough work. And I say, well, being single is tough. You know, which, which camp do you want to be in? And so what, what beautiful tools of truly listening, how to like check our egos at the door and really listen to one another, not interrupt each other. And then to continually discover one another. Wonderful, wonderful tips. When people um, hear us talk and they say, oh, you're so lucky after 50 years, you're still madly in love. You're just so lucky. We look at each other and we say, luck. What does luck have to do with it? It's a lot of work. It's ongoing work to maintain that love. So, so um, uh, romantic relationship is so different than, than friendship, than loving a brother or sister or parent. It's different. Those love is kind of like the ocean. It's just big and vast. And if you don't see brother or sister for a bunch of years or a a dear friend you come back and you're right there with them again just like you never left don't do that with a romantic relationship it does not work it's like fire you have to keep putting the energy in and and you need the wood you need the oxygen and you have to keep it going because otherwise it goes out so that's what romantic relationship is about it's it's just like you say it's not an automatic process 
it seems automatic when you play basketball because you learned how to do it and you have all these skills. So until you have all the skills down, it's not automatic. Well, and we need skills, right? We need the skills. I, I always think about when we go up to the altar, they should really give you a guidebook that comes yeah. with your marriage certificate. Great idea. We probably need your book when it comes Great idea. To, to getting married because so, we don't know. So I'll, I'll mention that we have the book, The Marriage Map, and we have a new book that's coming out in the next mm, three, four weeks, hopefully, called Ageless Love. The Sexy Science of Falling in Love Forever, Prescriptions for Mind, Body, and Spirit. So that book I wrote with Barbara, um, she wrote the one on the mind, Understanding Romance. How does romance work? And we, we talk about realizing that romance is the essence of everything in the world. Every molecule in the world comes because the two atoms share their electrons in the outer shell. Sharing electrons is, is romance. You have two electrons that come together, even though they're both negatively charged. One is positive spin, negative spin. And these electrons come together just like romantic couples, and they share an orbit. And that's what creates every molecule in the universe. So the whole universe is based upon romance. And... And, 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 and Barbara in that, in that section talks all about um, uh, uh, how to understand romance. We, we, we have a, a whole chapter on, on uh, fairy tales for adults. We have a whole section on what to do. And, and we have a lot of prescriptions in there, what all the different things you need to learn to do. The second chapter is on um, uh, the body. I wrote that chapter. All I do as an anti-aging doctor, because uh, I focus on anti-aging and I do bioidentical hormones, the stem cells and all kinds of cosmetics, everything to stay young. And that's a whole chapter. And the last chapter is on spirituality, where I talk a lot about meditation. I've taught meditation for 45 years. And meditation is so important for the personal, individual growth. But it opens up your heart and your mind to behaving more like a um, more like a wave than a particle. So in physics, we talk about waves and particles, and people have to learn how to be more like a wave. Our whole society is focused on being a particle, reading a computer, being on your cell phone. Everything is focused, focused, but big picture that is sort of falling on the wayside. While you're mentioning health, how about if you talk about the Harvard study? I could. Well, you, you should talk about it. Go ahead. So um, uh, there's an 80-year-old study from Harvard of 800 men. Uh, started actually in John F. Kennedy's um, it's class. It's not 80 years old. It's an 80 years long study. 80 years long study. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, it, um, it tracked men uh, and, and, and their families. And it involved um, looking to see their development and the quality of their relationships over time. And what they discovered was that and, and it was not just their self-report, it was also their medical information. So it was a health study as well as a quality of life and quality of relationship study. And they found that the, the couples who were connected, who had affinity, who kept, developed their relationships and did well, lived significantly longer than the couples who didn't have that good connection. And that it was, uh, it was most significant for men's health. Um, and because I, you know, I, I would, 
venture interpretation that for for men to open their heart, it really adds tremendous things to their health and well-being. So that should be motivation for your audience to really focus on the quality of their relationships and develop it. And ultimately, the studies show the most important factor in longevity after the age of 50 is the quality of your personal relationships. Oh, I love that. I love that because my my partner, I just have to say personally, came into my life two and a half years ago when I just turned 55. So that makes me feel like, okay, now I really do have the prescription for happiness. Happiness and longevity. Yes, I love that. So, so, so excited about this new book coming out. Say the title one more time. Ageless Love. The Ageless. Sexy Science of Falling in Love Forever. Prescriptions for Mind, Body, and Spirit. Oh my gosh. So exciting. I love this book. I can't wait. Tell me a little bit about, Barbara, the, the passion piece. Tell me a little bit about how do we continue to create passion in our relationships? Well, passion requires that you have a great connection, but you also have space to develop yourself. It's the dynamics of those two vectors that create passion. And, um, uh, and it takes a while to um, create that balance. It's a, it's a conscious and an unconscious negotiation over time. And, um, uh, and couples who do that, you know, f- feel the sparks, the energy. It's really, you know, dynamic and delicious. And- we do a dance show. And one of the things we do in a dance show is, is we, we tell you the two mistakes you can make in marriage. One is to do dance like slow dance, where there's a lot of connection, a lot of closeness, but there's no room for movement or self-expression. And after 10 years, romance is dead. The other mistake you make is to do dance like um, rock, and rock and roll dancing, where you're, you're independent, self-sufficient, and, 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 and you're in a distant relationship. And, and, and uh, after 10 years doing marriage like this, romance is dead because you're, you're just on your own. And the way to create romance is like ballroom dancing. If you watch Dancing with the Stars, you see they have a firm frame. The right sides are attached and the left side is free from movement or self-expression. And the dance frame and the dance position is a perfect balance between intimacy and boundaries. No one else can come in. It's just you and your partner. But, but you have room for movement and self-expression. And that's what you have to create in a romantic relationship. You've got to create the balance. Don't create r- roles where it's 50-50. You take out the garbage Monday, I'll take it out on Tuesday. Don't do that. That removes the passion. You've got to have different roles and you will thank your partner for their role, whatever the roles are. Nowadays, roles are very different than they were 100 years ago. I mean, we don't have definite roles, but you got to create the roles and you got to thank your partner for what they do. I love that. I love the dance analogy. <laughs> I, I could visually just see that. And that's, that's the best analogy that I've heard of what that is like, yes. that you are together with this sturdy frame. And then the other part is free to express. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely beautiful. Well, talk to us a little bit more about what you all have found when you spoke, Michael, about meditation and really how that can help us individually and as a couple. Can you go into that a little more in depth? Sure. In today's life, stress is a big, big problem. 
women get stressed out a lot. Men can get stressed out a lot. And, and, and when you get stressed out, your physiology changes in such a way you get stress hormones, your brain waves change, and certain parts of your brain turn off. So if a lion is running after you or, or, or a bear, your brain turns off. You just want to know how far is that tree? How quickly can I jump into it? And you're not thinking about the future or the past. You're not thinking abstractly. Your, your, your digestive system turns off. Your, your immune system turns off. You just have all the energy in your muscles so that you can jump into that tree and survive. Well, when you're under stress for long periods of time, that's what happens. You shut off those parts of your brain and your whole body is in this stress mode. And that creates illness and upset. And how do you feel loving towards your partner or anybody in your life? It's very difficult. You can strain yourself to feel loving, but you're just acting. Yeah. So to feel loving, you, if you meditate every day and you feel a sense of peace and you let this unbounded pure awareness come into your experience, you feel happy. And there's no reason for you to feel happy. Nothing happened. No one did anything. You didn't win the lottery. You just feel happy. And when that occurs, it's easy to feel loving towards your partner. It's easy. You just naturally want to be loving. That's what meditation does for people. And it's foundationally very important for every person to do that as part of a overall health program. And so I teach meditation. I teach it for free online. Um, uh, Dr. Michael Meditation Secrets.com. DR, Dr. Michael Meditation Secrets with an S.com. People can come Thursday nights, uh, uh, Pacific time, 7.30 or 12.30 Pacific time in the afternoon on Sundays. And, you know, we meet for an hour and we meditate and we talk about things. And so, yeah, people, that's so important as a part of what it takes to have ageless love. Yes. Wow. I, I love that. And let me just ask you, how, how much do you recommend per day? Is there a daily prescription doctor that we need to, it can need vary. to have here? It can vary somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes, once or twice a day. I like twice a day, but once a day is okay. And there's no exact time depending upon your own life schedule, 15 to 30 minutes would be a reasonable amount of time. Okay, perfect. And so I imagine because you two seem like you just have such a wonderful marriage. I mean, you've been together almost 50 years. Oh, we have been together 50 years. Already 50 years. <laughs> I, that's so hard to believe. You both look so young. I'm like, you must have gotten married as teenagers. Um, um, 20 and 21. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm, I'm curious, what rituals do you all have or do you have rituals that you practice together in the morning? Well, I think we have rituals. We, um, first of all, we're dancers. We uh, compete in ballroom dance and we practice a lot because that's what competition and, and the desire for uh, being good dancers requires. By the way, dance was my request. Uh, it's a, a, a lifelong dream of mine to be a professional quality dancer. And Michael was happy to accommodate me. And he's actually enjoys it himself um, by surprise. Uh, but um, so that's one thing that connects us. We, we also have various communities of people that we connect with regularly. And um, 
and we do projects together. And um, can you think of? So we regularly do sharing where you listen without interrupting. That's very important to us. So we've done that for, I don't know, 35 years or something. And it's really important because things come up. And whenever something comes up and things are always coming up, we do the sharing and we can listen to each other. And, and it's really, really, really foundational. Well, and I imagine that if you're really doing that kind of deep hearted listening to one another, that's part of where that passion comes up because really our partner is changing every day. And so if we pause to really deeply listen, it's like, we're looking into their eyes. We're really being present with them. And I, in my own experience, that's where some of the magic happens. The magic happens in that way because you're appreciating the differences between you and your partner. You're not trying to make them be exactly like you. You're actually stretching yourself, say, whoa, I don't see the world that way. That's so interesting. And so you're stretching to see your partner is different than you are. And you're, you're accepting them and they're accepting you. That's what creates the passion. Yeah, yes. And, and how nice to snap us out of this trance that everything has to be, because I know that our brains do that. They, they assimilate our partner and pretty soon we think we know what they're going to say next. We know what they're thinking. And what I'm hearing from both of you is how important it is to notice what is the novelty of my partner in this moment. It's not going to be the same. This person is not the same as they were 10 years ago, even two years ago, or maybe even two days ago if something's happened. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to have to take a quick break, but when we come back so much more from doctors, Barbara and Michael Grossman, thank you so much for being here. Come on back. So we're only going to do one break because there's so much content. I don't want to take three breaks. (laughs) So I want to make sure that in this last segment that I'm um, covering, is there anything special you want to make sure that I'm addressing? Well, we'd like to talk about the opportunity for our videos. We have five video classes that people can take like $37 a class. And um, we want to talk about that and talk about our um, uh, four two-hour session class where it's it's live with us, uh, live on Zoom. And you want to know we have a parenting course as well. That's one of the five courses. Okay. Okay. Parenting is tough on couples. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that next. Let's go into that. Okay. Can I I whisper in your ear, a a private project of mine or a private goal of mine is to um, connect with communities who are invested in uh, parents um, working through their relationships, staying together and raising their kids together. I believe we have a national catastrophe of children being raised without two parents. And um, we're happy to present um, as a fundraiser to any house of worship uh, to, because I think, you know, for the most part, religion is the most invested in family life in this, in our culture currently. And um, it's a, it's a private passion of mine to uh, encourage uh, families to stay together. And, and I don't, I'm not asking them to stay together through suffering. I'm asking them to grow themselves so that they want to stay together and they show their children a model of great parenting. Beautiful. Yes. I love that. Say that to the live audience. Okay. Don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Say it for sure. That's yeah. You can tell me because it inspires me and I'm 
thrilled to share it. So, okay, we'll come back three, two, one. Welcome back to The Spark. So thankful to have you here with us. Make sure that you go to barnesandnoble.com or Amazon and pick up my new book, Becoming Fierce. We have been so thrilled at your response. Please give us a review after you read the book that really is about how to ignite that passion and purpose within you so that you can live your life in full expression. We are back with doctors Barbara and Michael Grossman. Thank you guys for coming back. You know, we, we were talking a little bit during the break about the important part of parenting and couplehood. And this is especially, I think, this is so important to so many of my listeners because I think what we do find is, yes, it's romantic, it's great, things are wonderful, and then the kids come. And when the focus is no longer on the couple, wow, what a disruption. Where does the passion go? Where does what we had? I mean, we're no longer the same people. We were just talking about this. And so, Barbara, can you speak to that a little bit around how, number one, parenting really does affect couples and what can we do about it? Well, for sure, parents are distracted by their children. We love our children, especially when they're babies. And the challenge of, about parenting is that we each as partners, individual partners, we, we um, look to parent our children the way we were parented. And um, that's not necessarily put us on the same page. And so children can separate us. They can, they, they figure it out. Their children are bright. They know who, where the pressure points are. They can negotiate with one parent and really set one parent away against another. And it can be very, it can very, it can be very nuanced. We don't notice it at first, but um, it can really separate a couple. And so we uh, have a, um, a course to teach parents how to be on the same page so the children can't get a better deal with either one. It's about the couple together thinking through what the rules and what the consequences are and to administer it rationally because it's all thought out in advance. All the rules about bedtime um, and uh, wake up time, uh, when to get ready for school, homework needs to be done, uh, you know, what, what, um, uh, what are the freedoms of a child, you know, and who are appropriate friends and all of that. It's all mapped out, plus chores need to be mapped out and when they're due. And if mom and dad are on the same page with all of that, and it doesn't matter which parent you're asking, you get the same response and it's calm and it's rational, then that's what happens in your household. There's no uproar. There's no revolution. It, it is the way the parents say it is, and it keeps the parents as allies, and, um, and it keeps the house calm, and that's the best way to parent kids. But most of us don't, don't think that parenting is a... Um, is a uh, is a project for which that we need to learn new new concepts and new practices, and so they just you know kind of they respond organically, and we don't realize we have a mess on our hands until our children are preteens or teenagers, and then we've got a lot a lot of chaos going on. Yes, boy, that's that's been my experience in working with couples for a long time, and you had shared you you really have some passion in this project of really helping parents. Can you speak a little bit about that? Well, personally, I was raised for the first eight years of my life without a dad. So I know what a dad is in a household. Um, and uh, it's, it's painful. And fortunately, my mother remarried and it was a good relationship and I saw a great model. But what I see today, you know, I just, you know, you hear it on the news. Um, 
uh, a terrible event happens at a school and the kid who's doing this terrible thing doesn't have a dad. Uh, we've had eight events in a row that when that's the circumstance and kids are hurting for that. Uh, and they, they, you know, we need the balance of mom and dad. They're different energies. We need both in our lives. And for, you know, I'm, I'm a daughter and I felt pain. I, uh, it is, I think it's even more complex for a boy. A boy needs a dad. And so um, uh, because our culture is lacking for uh, that consistency of, of family life, um, I'm happy to respond to requests by a co any congregation for, uh, because I believe religion is the only, what I see is that religion is the only um, cultural value in the society that, uh, that supports families. Uh, everything else in our society supports individuals. And so if any, any uh, church or any house of worship of any kind would like us to speak to them as a, a fundraiser, we're happy to respond and, and provide that because we, we want to help couples stay together and grow through very, very serious challenges in adult life and get on the other side of that and stay together. Oh, so, 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 so we have um, uh, several kind of things that people can be involved with that will help them in this area of their marriages. And one, they can take a quiz, agelesslovequiz.com. And that quiz will lead them to which of the challenges in their relationships are most important. And then it will lead them to taking a class if they like for $37, three 20 minute classes where they get homework. And, and it will help them to gain the skills they need to either raise their kids or deal with issues that come up in their relationship. And it's really transformational to take these classes. They're very, very, very profound classes that we have brought this knowledge out from our 35 years of, of running classes. And the other option is to take the in-person classes that we run. We run uh, four two-hour classes in a row that would be on Zoom and people can learn the whole set of skills that they'll need for finding ageless love and falling in love forever. And so those would be the two options. And that, uh, if they want to take that class, they would go to fallingaloveforever.com. That's our, our website, fallinginloveforever.com. I just love that title. It just makes me smile every time I hear it. Because I think that's really when we go into a relationship, that's what we ultimately want. We want to be falling in love with each other forever. So again, I want to just bring this to a personal level for a moment. What is it that the two of you love most about each other? Or what would you say at the current moment? This is what I love most about my partner as I'm continuing to fall in love with he or her. That's a tough question. I'll go ahead and you answer that first. Well, um, <laughs> my experience with Michael is there's a deep goodness about his nature. Uh, he has a very sweet soul and he is very smart and his intelligence goes, uh, ranges from um, abstract science and also um, complex and practical medicine. Um, he's also an independent thinker. So he doesn't just do he doesn't just forgive me for saying this. He doesn't just cover practice government medicine. He's he goes outside the box and he really provides high quality, um, inventive you know medicine that really really goes beyond what other people what people expect. 
And he's also, because he's grown over a lifetime with me, he also has developed his heart. So he's the whole package for me. I'm so grateful to him. I mean, I sensed it when we were young and got together, but he's grown into it, you know, deep, deepened it and become a very extraordinary man. And he's an extraordinary man for a lot of people. He's appreciated greatly in our community. And um, it's, it's, it's important as a woman to um, respect my guy and to um, appreciate his competence. It's a, a very delicious feeling. And to see his courage to go outside the lines of what's, you know, conventional. I'm just so proud of him. I, I can see it. Yeah, that's that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. How about you, Michael? What about this beautiful bride of yours? You ask a very deep question. So I would say that opening my heart to loving Barbara is my path to experiencing God's love. So I feel when Barbara accepts me and loves me and appreciates me, I feel God's love is there for me and my heart opens and I am just so privileged to be here on this earth and to be experiencing God's love coming in more and more intensely. I cry a lot, but I never cry because I'm sad. Yeah, there's so much love coming in. That's so beautiful. I mean, I, I for the listeners that aren't able to see this, oh my gosh, I wish they could see this the glowing that's that's going on and just watching Barbara light up too as as she was listening to you and and you to her. So this is to me, this is some of the the beautiful sharing, and I appreciate you both being so vulnerable and candid and really sharing because it's authentic. You know, people think, oh, you know, you can read it in a book, you can do these things, but you two really embody this falling in love forever. And what a gift, what a joy. So, so what's next for you two? What's, what's up ahead? I know I, I was reading about you all and I was like, oh my gosh, they've helped over 30,000 couples to truly have a wonderful relationship, a wonderful marriage. What's next? Well, we would love to share it on a bigger and bigger level instead of just sharing it for the individuals or the small groups of people. We want to offer the courses and classes online. We'd like to influence churches, synagogues, mosques, and have have people on bigger layers experience things, have our books become number one New York Times bestsellers. We love doing this work. And on the side, we want to be the number one uh, uh, ballroom dancers in, in the in the amateur amateur realm. So we're working on that. <laughs> Fantastic. How about you, Barbara? Anything else to add to that? No, that's that's our vision. But I want to remind your listeners that we had you know five plus years of struggle, and that there you know that there is um, you know we whether you're a warrior and um, a caregiver combination or two warriors. There is in your, it's approximately any time from 30 to 45, there are years of work to put in to, you know, this is what you're hearing from us is an accomplishment of that is a result of doing that work. Those were very, very tough years. 
And, um, and it's important as you develop your individuality that you learn to incorporate another individuality. And so we want to encourage our couples to be willing to, and brave to do that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up because I think what people experience perhaps as they hear you too, I mean, that's the prize of doing the work. Yes. And we don't want to miss that it is work and that at times it is going to be difficult and it doesn't mean that we just shut down. It actually, what I'm hearing is it means we open up even more that we open our hearts even more to one another. And through that, we're able to learn how to listen, how to communicate, not think that the other person can read our mind. And through these skills, we can start building this forever relationship. What, what else would you add that's important that our listeners know about really taking the long view in relationships? Well, an intimate relationship, the romantic relationship really reveals all of the injuries from childhood. We just step on each other's toes. And um, it's not so much our partner um, creating those injuries, it's, it's a um, replication of those injuries. And so you have an opportunity to heal your past with each other, but it's, it's, not a, it's just not a smooth ride. You have to understand what hurts. You have to be willing to, to uh, reveal to yourself the underlying um, storyline that, that causes you to react to your partner. And you, know, you, you have a choice of staying stuck and justifying yourself and being reactive and cranky, or you can um, dive in and open up what hurts and what you want and what you don't want and, and understand that you know, none of our parents are perfect. They've, they've done the best they could. There's no way they could have foreseen the consequence of their parenting. And that this is just a, ch- a chance to heal all of it and grow a great romantic bond. Oh, beautiful. And, Michael? And, and what I could add is that what I do as a, an anti-aging physician is that I take women who are going into menopause, uh, anywhere from 45 to 55, and men who are going into andropause, again, anywhere starting from 50 going on, uh, men, it goes slowly, women, it happens very quickly. If you add natural human bioidentical hormones to your uh, change in, 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 in menopause and andropause, it makes you 10, 20 years younger. Your brain, your mood, your energy, your libido, everything gets younger. And then you can maintain romance and passion. Instead of feeling like you're an old person, you feel young. So that's something that I love talking about. And that's a whole other conversation, but uh, happy to... Uh, have people move in that, in that direction. Well, that, I think what an essential piece. I'm so glad that, that you said that because so often people are thinking, why am I, you know, I'm, I'm 60 years old. Is, does that mean that my, you know, intimate life or my sexual life is over because we both don't have a lot of energy and, and I'm hearing you say, no, there really is something you can do about that. Yeah. And, and, and the side effects are you live longer and healthier than if you do nothing. Wow. So my, you know, my website is ocwellness.com for my own medical stuff. And, uh, and people can go there and, and see a lot of information and contact the office if they so want to. Okay. Ocwellness.com. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure that I have that right. Cause I want to include all of this in the show notes. Sure enough. So as we're getting closer to the end of the interview, I'm, 
I'm wanting to hear from both of you. If you had an essential message that you wanted to leave with the audience, what would you want to make sure that they knew? Well, it, I'm just restating what you, you're, you get together and you think you're the way you are and this is how you're going to be forever, but you're, you're the organization of your personality and interests and vision of life will change. And you need to see the, the rightness of that, the goodness of it. And you need to be sharing the changes as soon as you are able to reflect upon them. And you need to understand that it will cause a, uh, an unbalancing and, and requirement for rebalancing your relationship through communication and sharing. And, uh, and you, you know, you, the, that, that doesn't tax a relationship because you want to, you want to develop your individuality while you stay connected. So it all, it serves relationship. So it's nothing to be scared of, but you, you don't want to hold back on that. You want to be open and sharing what's, what's so for you all the time. And, and what I would add is that our classes and courses have been pruned over 35 years to be very, very effective to uh, revitalize your romantic partnership both in terms of the online courses, our in-person courses. And when you read our books, there's a lot of very practical prescriptions in the books of things to do. And uh, it will transform your relationship, your health, your longevity, and your experience of happiness. Uh, so wonderful. So inspiring. Thank you two so much. I want to make sure that the listeners can get in touch with you. What is the best means to get in touch with you? So uh, fallingalloveforever.com is our main website. And then the agelesslovequiz.com will we'll, we'll point them to just take the quiz and look at one of the video courses. Those would be the two, the two things. Wonderful. Barbara and Michael, thank you so much for being here on The Spark today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I know this will inspire the listeners so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, too. Thank you so much, too.